All right, I'm I'm so <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> The fitness industry is an abomination, and I I hope that's not news, because if it is, this is probably going to be a very bumpy ride for you. Before I get into this, I want to make it abundantly clear. This has absolutely no reflection on any person who has heard this advice and taken it. Any person taking steps to better their health is, is top tier in my book. I do, however, have an agenda. My aim is to offend people selling dumb advice to vulnerable people because I think it's the shittiest thing you can do and it's the easiest way out and I think it's bullshit. So I just want to get into it because there's a lot of bullshit and just so little time. We're going to start easy, like so easy I actually can't even believe I still have to say this and that this is still pushed by people. Go on this journey with me real quick. You have a pint of Ben and Jerry's in your freezer. It's 11 a.m. The pint has a thousand calories. Now, if you go back to that same freezer, same pint at 9 p.m., does the label have more calories on it? A logical person would argue no, the label did not change. The fact that I still see your body stores fat differently at night when we go to sleep, bullshit. Let me solve this equation for you because this is not hard. When was the last time you felt like you could down a pint of Ben and Jerry's at 9 p.m. Always? Oh, cool. You're everybody. So good. That's out of the way. Now, go on the journey to 6 a.m. on a Tuesday and how hard it is to resist that pint of Ben and Jerry's then. Not very hard. Most people eat most of the bullshit they eat at night. If you cut out all the things you were eating during that time, you're going to lose weight. The fact that people make this more complex than it is and make it this magical thing we're eating earlier in the day is somehow going to make you lose weight faster. It's just that you're eating less calories. It's all about calories in, calories out. There doesn't need to be nearly as much noise about this subject. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to gather myself really quick. The next person I see pushing protein for women gets popped. These companies throw biotin or collagen, whatever, which could be a whole different episode on, we won't even get into it. They throw this supplement in their normal protein mix. They upcharge it to double the price. And then they call it protein for women. Most women don't know. They think, okay, it's protein for women. It must be better for me. I'm a woman. Great. I want you to kind of think about it a little bit differently. So if you needed supplementation for something that is hormone or women's health related, you'd probably like Google it and read reviews or go get blood testing to see what you even need. You're also going to make sure you're getting something decent. Even if you just go to a vitamin store, you're going to look at what's on the shelf and you're going to make judgments on it. Why do you do that? You do that because you actually want your problem to be solved. You don't want to just take this shit and not know what it's going to do. So we take this back to this pink labeled dumb marketing shit. What could they possibly be putting in their protein that would help you more than taking a woman's multivitamin? Never mind if you actually like, you know, go get blood testing and you see what you're deficient in and you ask to see, you know, your vitamins and your minerals and see where those levels are. And then you kind of go specifically at that. That's great. Say you don't even do that. You're not only paying more, but you're buying some random supplement added to a supplement that was perfectly fine on its own and was half the price before. I call absolute bullshit on this. Just buy normal protein and a quality source of whatever else you need to supplement and then eat broccoli once in a while. It's not something you have to pay extra for. This like for women thing, 
there's no like chicken breast for women or steak cuts for women. Protein is protein. So don't let them throw a bunch of fancy marketing terms at you and let them take your money. That's not fair. All right, all right, we're getting warmed up. Just hear me out on this one because I don't think it's really phased out, which is deplorable, but I digress. Get insane banana land unicorn result in seven days. Get fucking ridiculous abs in four minutes. 30 days, that's all you need to become a whole fucking Victoria's Secret model. The asterisk on this is ridiculous. The prerequisite for this is to already have a six pack. It makes no sense if you think about it. If someone's really obese, promising them a six pack in 30 days, that's bananas. That is full-blown bananas. What normal human being living their life like a normal human does is going to get a six pack in any promised amount of time that's under 30 days. Zero people, thank you very much, moving on. Cardio is the best way to burn fat. Holy fucking yellow penguins, am I sick of this one. Let me make sure you're like really getting me here. You do not need to banish yourself to hamster wheel hell to lose a few pounds. In full transparency, I have actually reduced clients' cardio if they're struggling to adhere to their diet and it's a huge part of their routine. If someone's doing three, four hours of cardio a week and they like it and it's not really part of their plan, it's just what they're doing for a workout, but they have a really hard time sticking to a calorie goal, I'll reduce cardio by a day or two and then it's all of a sudden, boom, it's a lot easier for them. They're not nearly as hungry. Sometimes cardio gets to a point, especially if your goal is fat loss. If not, you can kind of take this as you will, but if you're specifically trying to eat in a calorie deficit, you're trying to lose fat. Adding a ton, a ton, a ton of cardio usually will have an effect on people's hunger hormones. So those hunger hormone signals will feel a lot stronger. Your body's gonna go, okay, we need more energy. It's going to adapt in a way that you may not even realize that you're eating just a little bit more here and there, but it's a lot harder to control how strong your hunger is and to kind of make solid decisions within their diet. So if we can reduce cardio just a little bit, all that does is kind of puts them in a place where their body is less panicked about all of the energy going out so that we can focus and not be as distracted by, you know, if you're starving all the time, it's a lot harder to stick to a diet. So if you're just adding cardio and adding cardio and adding cardio and it's just not working, consider popping in some strength training, first of all. It's going to always take more energy to support that muscle mass than it's gonna take to support the same amount of fat. So therefore, you're just gonna burn more calories by existing. With that, if you are finding like I'm working out more and I'm adding this and I'm doing this and like I don't know what's going wrong, take a second and really look at like how much activity you're getting. And if you've skyrocketed it in the past however long this has been happening and probably a month or two prior to that, you're probably going to find that if you just take it down a notch and you add some strength training in in that time, your hunger is going to be a lot easier to manage. And sometimes that's all it takes. All right, we're going to wrap up this kind of quick welcome back intro episode with protein synthesis. Protein synthesis kind of oversimplified, but the gist of it, protein synthesis takes protein you eat, puts it to your muscles, your muscles take it, they heal themselves, they get stronger, they adapt to whatever stimulus you gave them, aka training, aka working out, aka whatever. This thing where you can only digest 20 grams of protein at a time Guess what? Any person that tells me they definitely eat a lot of protein without ever tracking it or trying to figure it out 
is usually very, very off. And if you go, no, that's not me. I know I eat a lot of protein, but you've never actually figured it out and tracked your food for like two or three days to try to see how much you're getting on average. I promise you, you're not eating as much as you think you are. I, I promise, I swear on it. You never have to listen to my show again if I'm wrong. So number one, most people don't even have to fucking worry about that. Don't worry about limiting your protein. That's the most insane diet advice I've ever heard in my life. On top of that, what you have to understand is that a person that is 350 pounds is going to digest protein very differently than someone who's 100 pounds. They're going to digest anything differently and the distribution is going to be different. I want you to think about this in terms of a sponge, right? So if you have a sponge that is just about the size of your fist and you are going to pour a cup of water onto it, that is going to saturate that sponge and that cup of water is going to be kind of well distributed, right? If you have a sponge the size of your thumb, you are going to pour a lot less water on it and saturate it fully, right? If you think about taking in protein as that water coming in, if you are a much bigger person and you have a lot of muscle mass, you are going to be able to saturate a lot more evenly and a lot more slowly too. If you are someone that's eating a lot of protein at a meal, but you're a very, very big person, it's gonna take a second to digest all of that. It doesn't just happen all at once. So it's not so much that you can't take in more than 20 grams of protein, it's completely individual. It doesn't, it's not even relevant. So think about it in the sense that if you are a very, very big sponge and you have a very, very dense sponge and you have a lot of muscle mass, you're going to be able to take in a lot more and distribute it throughout your body at a very quick rate because you have a lot more to saturate. If you are a much smaller person, you don't have a lot of muscle mass. Yeah, you may not need 70 grams of protein in a meal, but guess fucking what? You definitely don't need to figure out a way to limit it. That's ridiculous. There's no reason to limit your protein intake unless you have a very specific medical condition. Like, all right, I wanted to start this show back up because I just feel like there's so much shitty advice out there. And I, it's so funny. This show is actually, it's doing really well still, which was actually kind of heartbreaking to me when I logged back on just recently to check on it. I haven't put anything out in a while and I kind of figured it just had died out. Like I can't even believe I stopped doing this and I'm really sad I did. Work got crazy busy. Um, I have a new nutrition company that is just about ready to come out. I'm so excited to share that. If you've ever thought about one-on-one coaching and it was a little pricey and you still wanted that kind of adapt to you nutrition experience, this will be perfect for you. You can actually go on the website. The website's up 23hourhealth.com. But I'm really, really excited to show everything I've been working on. And I know I've been MIA, but it's been so crazy. And I promise I am working in the background and I appreciate any single person who continued to listen to my show. Even after I stopped fucking posting it out of nowhere, just like an asshole. I literally didn't even say goodbye. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you. That is the coolest thing. It's so sweet. It's so flattering. And it made me feel like enough of an asshole to pick up the mic again. So I really, really appreciate it because I love doing this. And I think that's honestly it. That's honestly it for today. So... I hope this was helpful. I hope you got something out of it. I hope that you weren't following any of this advice or taking it to heart too much. It's never your fault if you took advice from someone and you didn't know any better. It is your fault if you charge them thousands of dollars and then you give feed them a bunch of bullshit. 